Good morning. How you guys doing? You know, I went to bed last night. By the way, my name is Sean Afkin. I'm the lead pastor here. And I went to bed last night. And I, w- I just came back from a trip, actually, yesterday. And they told me a dusting to two inches from the weather people. So, welcome to this morning. Amen. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming out on a snowy, snowy day. You should have been here at first service. They were one who really braved us. But let's give our worship team a hand because they had to get here like at 7 o'clock or so. So let's give them a hand for coming and, and braving it out. And, um, you know, one of the things is we, we don't like to cancel services. So trust me, if, unless it ice the night before or something or it's a huge snowstorm, we're just not going to cancel service. If anything, we'll cancel the first service and have everyone come to the second one. But if you, you know, feel free to come. If you don't want, if you can't come, don't feel like you can't, don't feel like you have to. But I am definitely glad you're here. It's going to be a good day. Well, Happy New Year to you. How many guys are excited about 2014? Amen? You know, um, and so, so, well, whatever. You know, just change your attitude. Anyway, I believe that uh, this year is really a year of good change in people and good change. How many guys want change in your life? Good change, not bad change, good change in your life. And, uh, and I believe that it's here. So we're doing a, a mini series just for this week and next week about what if, what if change does happen and what if we can believe for greater things. So next week we're going to be talking about, I have some of the elders up on stage with me talking about the church and about what we see for 2014. But also, but today I want to talk to you about change. Because I believe that this is a year of change and that, that we are going to see some really incredible change, not in your life and, and the people around you, but also in our church. We're going to see some really good things in our life. And, and the world believes that about, you know, every year, right? We make, everybody every year makes, makes some kind of resolutions. You know, they believe that it's a new year, so everything should be better, right? And that's the whole heart that is what they do. But they wake up on, on, on January 1, it's a new year, but they still have the same problems, the same things that are going on. And a lot of times we get to the end of the, each year and we look back on the last year and we look with regret. We, we look with, I wish I would have done that. I wish that had, 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 had changed in my life. How many of you guys ever have done that? My hand's up. You look back in the last year and says, man, I should have done this. I should have done this better. I wish I would have changed there. And see, and the thing about it is, what everyone's going through right now is really a God thing. Because it is a God thing to change. It is a God thing, if it is the right kind of change, to get closer to Him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, But we all with unveiled face... Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed to the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. And so it is a good thing to change. And it's a good thing for you and I to have these goals that we want to see change, but they really need to be goals that are actually from the Lord. Because we all want to be better. And that's the good thing about that. And that's what this world does. They uh, and even a lot, a lot of times, us as the, as the body of Christ, we do the same thing. We look at our lives, and we get so dissatisfied with who we are that that leads us to want to change. We want to be better. We want to better ourselves. And so people make decisions to change because they're so dissatisfied with themselves. So they want to change themselves by themselves. 
But what happens is it never really happens. It never, never comes to fruition what they are wanting change. So I want to talk to you today about how to, be, how to receive a real God change in your life and in every area of your life throughout this year. That you're not going to go along the way and just, just forget about it. You know, that's the way people do. They make these resolutions, right? Well, I'm, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to exercise. How many guys have ever been to the gym in January? It is packed, isn't it? Wait till March. They all leave. There's no one there anymore, you know? And so that's the way, it, and you, none of you are laughing because you know what it's like to do that. But, um, I mean, that's the way it is. We, we make these resolutions. How many guys ever said, I'm going to read the Bible every day, but fell away when you started to read Leviticus? Or numbers. I mean, you just don't. You're just not getting anything out of it, so you kind of just let it go, and and it just and you you lose it by April, isn't that right? Well, we want real change, and I believe the Holy Spirit. And I've been praying about 2014, and I really think the Holy Spirit is going to do some awesome things through you, and wants to, and desires to see some real change. Where man, things that you struggled with for so long is actually going to be turned around. That your finances are going to be turned around because you're going to learn how to really enact God in this. Because people do this all the time. They want to change, but they do it out of a wrong reasoning because they're dissatisfied with themselves. Now, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I have some things I'm dissatisfied about me. But that can't be the reason I need to change. That's not the reason that I need to change myself because of my dissatisfaction about who I am or my condemnation or sadness what if we made a decision that's inspired by the word of god and empowered by the holy spirit then that decision to change is not based on what i can do it's all based on him and how he leads and guides me so god backs up that decision to change not just because i'm want to do that and it may be a right thing for you to say, I want to quit this, I want to do this. That may be all good, but it has to be backed by the Holy Spirit. It has to be inspired from here, not from here or from somebody else. I don't know about you, when, someone, when my wife tells me, Sean, you need to lose weight, I don't want to do it. I want to go get the brownies. I want to go eat, you know. But it has to be inspired in here. What if this is the year when God moves in such power in your life that real change actually happens in your life? Real change that's birthed out of the Spirit of God. See, most times when we want to change, change is birthed out of frustration. And when it's birthed out of frustration alone, it's not going to happen. It must be birthed out of the will of God. And God's heart, and that's what you got. God is producing that change, not out of condemnation, but leading you to see that change happen. And that's where real change can really happen in your life. And I want to see that. I want to see that in you. I want to see that in myself. But I don't want to be led by the way I used to do it. I want to change that. Because what if this is the year where real revival happens in your life? What if this is the year where your kids are saved? What if this is the year your finances are turned around? What if this is the year you see your neighborhood come to Christ? What is this, if this is the year you step out in the plan and the purposes of God? Well, 
things have to change. We have to move. Just like that scripture I read, we move from glory to glory. And the change that we're looking at is not some magazine. It's not somebody else's thoughts. It's in the image and the likeness of God himself. And that is the change we need to have. So I'm going to give you some truths here that change is based out of. And these truths, it's not all of them, but these truths, if you put these into action in your life and out of these change happen. That's where you're going to see it really grow in your life, and you're going to see God really work where you see amazing things, greater things happen in your life. The first thing you have to understand about change, you've got to understand your position. You've got to understand that God has redeemed you. See, the thing about redemption is this. This is what redemption means. This is what it means to be redeemed, that you have regained your position. Where's that position? In heavenly places. That's what Jesus says. You have been seated with him in heavenly places. That's where is Jesus? At the right hand of the Father of God. You've been seated with him. You and I have been seated with him. And it's so important that our perception of who we are is not perceived in somebody who's low and who's dead, but someone who is alive and sees a kingdom perspective. And so you and I are not, not trying to change out of death. You can never change out of being dead, out of being wrong, out of being hurt, and out of being in the dumps. You don't change that way. That's why the Bible says, yet you were dead in your trespasses and sin. And what had to happen? Jesus had to come and get you out of that. And where did he put you? He put you up there. You've got to realize that. So when you are wanting change to happen, we've got to understand the healthy place is to have the perspective that I'm at the right hand of the Father God. Because if you're trying to look into your situation out of the ditch, you're only going to see the ditch. You're going to look in the area of death, that's all you're going to see is the death. You're going to say, there's no way out of it. There's no way you can be empowered that way. But you can definitely be empowered when you're sitting at the right hand of the Father God, can't you? It's a lot easier to be empowered by Him there than way down here. See, because the thing about it is, if you believe you're way down here, you're actually believing a lie. Because Jesus took you out of that. He's placed you into a different place. Instead of being crawling out of your situation... Now you're able to walk in the change that you have. You're able to run this race with patience. Because you look unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, you don't have to crawl out of something. So I don't know where you're at today, but I want you to know something. Every one of us wants to be changed for the better. We want to have things for the better. And so no matter where you're at, you've got to understand you are in the right place with God. You are in right standing with him. Your position is so important for you to view from the mountaintop, not from the valley. You view from there. Now, your life may be in the valley. Your, your finances may be in the dumps. Everything may be in there, but you're not. Those circumstances do not define who you are. You've got to know that you are riding on top with the Lord Jesus, and that's where you're at, and that's where he sent you. Not because you could do it, because he did it for you. And then, since you're able to do that, the second truth is this, then you can realize that God is able to restore all things. How many's ever? How many lost something last year? I'm not just talking about a penny. But, I mean, you, you didn't gain in the area, and you've lost step. You didn't move forward. You kind of might have moved backwards. Listen, God is able to restore. He's able to restore your vision. He's able to restore your purpose. He's able to restore your finances. He's able to restore your family. He's able to restore the heart for Him. But you've got to be up at that place and look at Him and know that He is able to 
could do it. So no matter where you are, this is hope for you. This is, he's able to restore. And that's one thing about change is most people, including believers, try to do it all on themselves. The thing about it is you can't change yourself. Everybody say, I can't change myself. You can make the decision to change, but you alone can't do it. You alone and a friend can't do it, even though we need friends. We do need each other. But you and God connected can do that because he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. So what kind of change does he want in your life? He can do it. What does the vision that he has put place in you? You can see it come to pass in 2014. And see, you've got to know that he's able. And what happens is, a lot of times, is that I've been here and done that before. I did that last year, and it didn't happen. What really did you, or did you do it out of your own ability? See, the thing about 2014, one of the things, the change we need to do, what if we just gave it all up and just got all into God? And it's not about me. It is all about Him. And see, that's what we do. Is that we, what do you want to change in my life? Not what this person over here says, but what do you want to change? So the truth is, is me being up in that place where He is and living in that place and that perception of the kingdom and what He wants and knowing that He's able brings me to this point, this third truth, is that God wants to renew my spirit. He wants to empower me. He wants me to draw near to Him and seek after Him. So what if I do that? What if the change doesn't come first? I want to change this and this and this, so God do that for me. Or what if this comes first? That I know who I am in Christ. I know that God is able, so I'm going to seek after Him. I'm going to go after him with all of my heart. I'm going to come all in. I'm going to pray. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to seek after him, but I'm going to listen to him and see what he says to me. I'm going to get so passionate about Jesus, not just passionate about the change. A number of years ago, I, I had, you know, you know, Lisa got pregnant <laughs> and um, I gained weight. I don't understand it. I don't know if it's sympathy. You know, she was gaining weight, so I was gaining weight with her. I guess that's what it was. And so um, I just gained weight, and I gained a lot of weight. Um, before, it was way before I got sick. And, and, um, and so um, I just prayed and asked the Lord, Lord, I, I want to lose weight. And, uh, and I've tried everything. I went, I'd done Atkins. I've done everything. I mean, I'd tried everything. I, I've exercised. And, and I was a very active guy, but I had just gained this weight. And... Um, and the, I just prayed and said, God, okay, this is what I want to do. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to do this by March, this, by my birthday, March 9th. This is the first of the year. By my birthday, March 9th, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to lose weight. And the Lord says, so you want to do it on your own? I said, what do you mean? I said, what do you mean? I, I want to lose weight. You want me to lose weight too, right? He says, yeah. I mean, it's healthy. And so I, I, asked, I started praying. I said, what do you mean by that? So I started seeking the Lord, and he says, don't make it don't give it a date just rely on me and seek me and so that's what i began to do i began to draw into god and he began to give me 
the wisdom on how to lose weight, and I lost over 50 pounds, and I didn't diet. Now, I stopped eating some things. I stopped doing some things. I just listened to his word. It, was I exercising? Yes, I was doing what I, I, was, I knew to do. But the Lord invested in that. And the thing about it is, if you want real change, you have to do that. I did the same thing just recently because I was on so much steroids each day that I just bloated up. And, of course, it, I don't, I mean, if you've ever been on steroids, it's like hunger fits. How many's ever been on steroids? You just, you just got to eat. You go to the pantry. If there's any cookies there, you're going to tear the house up. You know, that's basically how it was. And, and, and of course, and, you know, it wasn't all steroids. I used an excuse to eat more. Anyway, but that's, that's another. I repented. That's the same way I, I've started to lose. I've already lost 35 pounds. And um, it's, just, it's about real change. But real change comes not because of you want to, not because you need to, because He desires it. And because you know him, and he is the one that empowers you to have real change. Not you, not your self-help books, not your other things that you read. It's about him and you do. It's not about you doing all the right things. How many's ever done all the right things and it still didn't happen? Real change because of the empowering of the Holy Spirit of God. That's where real change happens. And so we must be renewed daily so we operate in the avenue and the place and the perception that I'm at the right hand of the Father God and I know that He is able, so I draw near to Him. And He renews me every single day. Listen, in 2014, get renewed every single day. And what I mean by renewed, you get into the presence of God. Because when you get in the presence of God, change happens. Every single day. And some of you, you need to start doing something different to do that. You may have been a Christian all your life and you think, well, I've done this and I've done that. Listen, no. Get more excited about Him. Go after Him. Try to find something new because you don't know it all. Paul says, man, I haven't obtained it yet, but I press towards Press on, press towards, do whatever you can. That's why we're doing a prayer series here in a couple of weeks called The Awakening. We're going through Mark Batterson's book in our, in our, um, in our cell groups, which we have so many of you going, getting involved in cell groups for the very first time. Thanks. For, I think close to 100 people are getting involved in cell groups for the very first time. That's awesome. I mean, we already had quite a few people in cell groups. And we're going to go through that, and it's about change. It's about learning how to pray, and it's about continuing praying, praying hard, and praying long, and praying the will of God, and seeing prayer work. I'm tired of praying, and my prayers just hit the ceiling, you know? It's time for our prayer to work. And so that means that we're going to draw into Him in prayer. We're going to draw into Him in worship. But we must be renewed. In order for change to happen, you must be in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you must draw into Him. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. For a long life change, it must be done by the Holy Spirit of God. It must be done by that. And that where you begin to see this joy in your salvation, this joy of the Lord and your joy of seeking Him, because this is what brings on this, this fourth truth. This is the only thing that brings on this fourth truth, and this is probably one of, of, of the most important parts of this, because you cannot change until you have direction from the Holy Spirit. 
And you cannot get direction until you press into Him. And you won't press into Him if you don't know who you are and who He is. And that's where real change comes. See, number four, God will lead you out into the right place for change to happen. But you have to move towards Him. So when you know who He is, know who you are in Him and know who He is, that He wants that, that He is able, and you start drawing near to Him, this is what's going to happen. He's going to start speaking to you. He's going to give you the steps to move to see change to happen. It's not just going to happen. You know that, right? It does take us to take those steps. I want to show you something. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17, because this is Elijah, and here he is. He's needing from the Lord. It's, it's not a good time here. In verse 2 through 4, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 2, it says this, Then the word of the Lord came to him, Elijah, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward, and hide by the, bur- the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Now, a number of things. When you start drawing into the Lord, and you have that relationship with Him, you know who you are, you know who He is, and He begins to tell you something, a lot of times what He does, I, I have never had God give me completely all the steps. But He does give me a step. And see, one of the powerful things about uh, lessons we can really learn here in this, this, this verse is that God will always reveal the step to take, but you've got to take the steps. Never does He, hardly ever. I can't say ever, maybe He does once in a while, but hardly ever does He give you the full process. Because He wants you to be faithful in taking that step. Why would He give you ten steps when you're not even faithful taking one? So as you are drawing near, see, listen, you want real change. It only comes by Him. Knowing who you are in Him, in your place, knowing who He is, that He is able, drawing near to Him, closer to Him, so you hear His voice, and you get that step. And that step, and you take that step, and then what happens is you get another step, because you're being faithful in the little. Faith without works is dead, so you're, you're doing works to your faith. You're trusting into that. And this is what he does, and he begins to do this. And so and every time you take a step, change happens. Change happens. Ha- change happens every time. And it can happen in every single area. In fact, in every single area of your life, spiritually, financially, relationally, in your ministry, you seek the Lord this way, and he gives you the steps. And sometimes you may not know what's, why he's telling you to step there, but you step there anyway. And it's faith, and he trusts him. And Oh, then, I, then you begin to see the process of that change. You begin to say, okay, here's the other one. Okay, I see where he's taking me somewhat now. And see, the Lord told Elijah here, he says, go to the brook Cherith. Now, he had already commanded the ravens to bring Elijah bread and meat there every morning and every evening. So he's supposed to go there, and this is a miraculous thing. In fact, there's a provision during a terrible time. But I want you to notice that, uh, that the Lord did not send Elijah provision where he was. He did not send the change where he was. The quarterback doesn't throw where the receiver is, but where he's going. 
The provision is always in those steps. The change is always happens when you make those steps where the Lord is sending you. And that's awesome. Each of us has a place called there. Where is the Lord leading you for that change? It's not just where you're at right now. He is going to change you. He's going to call you out. He's going to have you do something different. He's going to give you a, something else to do. And he's going to give you the step to take. It may be praying more. It may be worshiping God at 2.05 a.m. I don't know. Please, Lord, just let me sleep. But, you know, it may be those things. And you may not know why. But it's a place called there where the, where the provision is, where the next step is, where God is going to lead you to provide for you, to change you. And that place called there. For Elijah was a brook cherub, and that's where he, he found his provision. And that's what exactly is happening, can happen in our lives today. But what happens is, a lot of times, you, a lot of times we think, well, God, where are you at? Well, he's where he's told you to go. See, God always provides. He always gives you wisdom. That is a continuation of who he is. That is God himself. That is his personality. That is his nature to provide for his kids. It is his nature to do those things. And some, some people say, well, why doesn't he do that? Well, let's look at your life and find out. where did, I look at my life and I look, well, he didn't provide for me there. It's not that he didn't provide for me there. I just didn't go where he told me to go. I didn't do what he told me to do. It's already there. I just need to make a course change. I need to press into him, realize who I am, realize who he is, press into him and find out where I need to go. And that's where the provision of God is. And that's where God wants us to go. See, when you decide to seek after him, you're going to find him. You're going to find his will, his purposes, and you're going to be able to walk in that. And so 2014, we want real change. Realize who you are, realize who he is just press into the Lord, seek after Him, let Him renew you, listen to His voice, and do what He says. And go to that place called there. Where is that for you? Where is that for you? There is things in my life that I had to change in my life. And when He told me to change it, when He told me to do it, I did it. When, he, when I didn't do it, I didn't see change. Isn't that right? And that's what you have to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna confess something right now to you. Okay, so you know, you just know I'm not perfect, which most of you already know that. But anyway, um, back in hey, Lance, you in here, Lance Tomlin, 2014. Uh, excuse me, 2004-2005. The Lord told me that there was going to be a housing tumble in 2010-2011. So I got a few guys around me and says, listen, we need to we need to do something. Because in 2010, 2011, we need to have money. And I, I really believe that's what the Lord was telling me to do. And uh, Lance Tomlin was one of them. And um, and so I, I just really felt like that we need to make some changes. And there were some changes I just didn't make. I didn't save the money that I was supposed to save. And here comes 2010, 2011. It had been the perfect time to buy property. Because now property rates are going up. But I didn't listen to the Lord. I got some guys around me, and they, some of them listened to, to the Lord. But I didn't. And see, if you want change, and the, the great thing about it is His mercies are new every morning. The great thing about New Year, 
that a lot of the world feels once a year, we can feel every single day. I can wake up tomorrow morning and do, do this. Find out who I am and, and know who he is and press into him and get his word and start changing. But see, I didn't listen to the Lord. I knew the, what it was, but I just didn't do it. And now I've kicked myself over and over again. But you know, God is new and he's telling me some other things and I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to do what he's told me to do. See, now that's the heart of God. He wants to bless you. It's, a nature, it's his nature to bless you. It's his nature to give you change and see change in your life. But you have to go after him and see that. Because this could be there. What if this is the year you really saw the change that God wants to see in your life? What would happen? What would happen? What is God saying to you? Because you know the change you need. But what if you're led by God in that? And really see it come to pass. What if this is the year your marriage becomes all that you dreamed of it to be? What if this is the year your business just gets soaring and set off? What if this is the year find out why you're here on this earth and you start doing it? Listen, believe that. Believe that. Take advantage of this time to really seek after the Lord and desire that change. Because if you don't change, you'll have the same or worse year as last year. Change must happen in us all the time. Let's go after Him. And let's see it happen. Amen? Amen? One of our former elders, Dave Haskins. Dave, come on up. Start coming up here. He, um, every year, has a saying that the Lord gives him. I always love the sayings. And this year, I was gone. I, I, I just got back last night uh, from Alabama. And, um, and uh, I didn't know. I, I, I had been studying and knew I was going to do this miniseries before I left. And but just no one knew what I was going to talk about. And, and then I thought, well, I wonder what Dave has. And then this is what he has. I want you to listen to this. Go ahead, Dave. I, I don't know, is it? Yeah. <laughs> just got to push the button. There you go. There you go. Thanks, sir. Well, praise the Lord. I had no idea. Last Sunday, uh, Charlotte Johnson comes up to me because I have the the reputation of having some kind of a saying or slogan each year it usually rhymes with the year and uh or it always does anyway um charlotte johnson comes up to me last sunday and she goes dave what's the new slogan i go i haven't got a clue just wait and see what god brings i guess i don't you know i don't know well vince how many were here last week Vince had a had a just an awesome message, a message of life, a message of hope, letting us know that um, you know things aren't hopeless like we think they are. People are not hopeless like we think they are. God is a God of change. He's a God of turnarounds. Um, God is faithful, and He began to unfold stories from the Word of God 
of how God changed people's lives. People that you would just, in the natural, give up on. And then he proceeded to tell us about the change that took place in his life. And I'm like, wow, God is so good. And it dawned on me towards the end of the sermon, just the the spirit was swelling up in me, and, and, and it came to me. Change will be seen in 2014. Amen? What's our, what's our pastor preaching about this morning? He's preaching about change. It's just awesome. You know, in God, in God I, I, I promise you, I, I accepted Jesus in high school, in the cafeteria, in 1970. And the word tells me that he who calls upon the Lord will not be disappointed. Come on. He has never disappointed me in all those years. Add him up. If you have not received the Lord and you accept him this morning, you can spend one minute with him and you will know he will, he is not a, he will not disappoint you. That's right. You will know that. Um, I brought a few notes here. Uh, just a few. Okay. Uh <laughs> Uh, my daughter, uh, Bethany, sings on the worship team. She posted on Facebook, and I'm going to share a little bit here, and, and this goes right along with everything, okay? She posted something on Facebook yesterday or the day before, uh, a quote from Lee Cummings, a, a, a pastor and good friend of ours uh, up in Michigan. And he says this, Abraham believed that the risk of sitting out was a greater risk then setting out. Did you catch that? <clears throat> That's good. One day at a time, one step at a time. Abraham knew. You know, Abraham was, uh, you, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. You're not too young. You're not too old. Abraham was as good as dead. It says in, in Hebrews, here is a man as good as dead. And this is the promise. God gave him the promise that he would see a multitude of, like the stars of heaven and the, and the sands of the sea. And God is faithful. It's not too late. Amen. Amen? It's not too late. Um, I don't know if you're like me, you know, after God gave me this word, you know, I'm thinking, okay, here's some, here's some goals, here's some neat things. And, and, Lord, what do you have for my family? And, what, it's only the fifth day of the year, and I'm starting to think, I'm not seeing any of those things happen yet. <laughs> Anybody else like me? Hey, I got 360 more days in this year, don't I? He's not done. You know, I'm just a hunk of clay. You're just a hunk of clay. We're in his hands. He's the potter. Amen. Amen. He's the potter. And 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 it is time. It's time. It's time for change to be seen. Amen. Amen. Come in on, 2014. Give him a hand. Thank you, Lord. So it's time for change. I love the quote that he, he said from Lee that, you know, it's Abraham thought it'd be more dangerous to sit and then instead of just stepping out. And you know what it is? Because just staying in one place is actually going backwards. It's to move out. I love when Peter stepped out of the boat. 
And so many people look at that as when he stepped out and started sinking, as Jesus ran over to him and says, ye of little faith. I've always heard that, that people thought that that was Jesus getting mad at him. But it wasn't. It was him going over and says, that little faith meant of lack of consistency. And it was like he raised him back. And a lot of people don't realize that. How did he get back in the boat? He walked. The thing about it is, are you willing to step out and see the change happen? Are you willing to do that? And let me tell you something. There could be a fifth truth, and there is a fifth truth. You're not alone. Definitely it's God, but He's got us as a family together to do it together because I'm changing. You're going to change. This whole church is going to change to see His kingdom come here on this earth. His will be done. Amen? And that's the heart of God, and we want to see that. So in the next six weeks, please don't miss a service. And if you have to, go online to, to listen to it, because we're going to be talking about those things. We're going to be talking about prayer. Next week, we're going to be talking about our whole church and where we see it going in 2014. But we're also going to be creating some things for you to be a part of. We're going to actually have a corporate prayer time every single week from now on. It will actually start the 18th of january to be here on saturday mornings from eight to nine we don't have a corporate time of prayer and so you can come there'll be worship um going on there'll be a thing out in the foyer you can grab a, a prayer list what we're praying about today and what you can pray for whatever we'll be we'll be here to pray for you but pray for our church pray for the service pray for our city pray for our nation and uh and that starts january 18th so we can all be seeking god together and hearing his voice And seeing what God will do to a people who love Him, who goes after Him, who may not be perfect, but definitely want to change. We hear His voice, and we follow Him. Amen? And so I don't want you to miss it. And as we go through this prayer series, I believe we're going to see answers to prayers like never before. We're going to see the power of God move like never before because our heart is open to Him saying, God, whatever you want. Because I'm telling you something, this world needs a church that loves Him completely and goes after Him with all their heart. Amen? And that's what brings light into a dark situation. And that is you as you seek the Lord and you see change coming. So I want to challenge you today to go after the change. Not the change you think of, but the change that God has for you. Amen? Bow your heads and close your eyes. Listen, I want you to make that, cha- make that commitment to the Lord right where you're at right now. And say, God, I want to change. If you're here today and says, Pastor Sean, I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Do that right where you're at. Give Him your life right now. And so, Father, right now, we thank You and we bless You. Your Word says in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, For God, nothing shall be impossible. And so, Father God, it's no longer what if, it's why not. Why don't we do this? And we choose to believe the things that are greater than us. We believe in You, Lord. Father God, we know that You set us up at the right hand of You, Lord. You set us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That we're not operating out of a pit of despair, but the life that You've given us. And we know that You're able, so we're seeking after You, God, like never before. We make that decision to do that, to pray to ask you questions, 
to listen to you, to worship you. And we hear your voice. And when we hear your voice and you tell us what to do, we choose to be obedient immediately in Jesus' name. And so every area of our life, spiritually, financially, relationally, Father, change is going to happen. In the ministry that you've given us, change is going to happen where we're going to see your greatness in and through us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise right now. God is so good. Amen.